0: and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 25 of season 2 of This Osteopathic Life. We'll be talking today about beliefs. And perhaps more specifically, belief. Singular. And perhaps more in depth, the power of beliefs, the importance of beliefs, the capacity of beliefs. This comes up for me a lot as I work with clients in coaching. It has come up for me a lot in my work clinically with patients in the importance, the opportunity when we hold belief for ourselves to be well, to see and honor our health, to understand our greatest capacity, to hold on to something and work toward making it true. For any of you who happened to join me for last night's Storytime Sunday, I had special guests with my children. And my daughter pointed out her belief that if you imagine anything to be true twice, it will be. And I thought, how fascinating that can be. And we could examine what that means to a nearly seven-year-old and what things she might be envisioning, imagining to be true. But I wonder if we could grow from that perspective and notice when we... Think about something when we consider it, when we hold it, when we aim for it, how many times does it take for us to bring it into reality? As always, we'll begin with some basic constructs of this word, these words, and notice the opportunity for interpretation. The first is that belief is an acceptance, that a statement is true or that something exists. And we see that echoed in my daughter's recommendation. Noticing that this acceptance comes internally and a belief doesn't require something to be proven. And we'll notice that in engagement with faiths and various ideas. We see that right now, so frequently in current events, where there can be one situation, there can be one circumstance, there can be one objective fact and many beliefs about it, whether it's true or not true, whether it's fair or unfair the details around it, we can notice that belief is so largely subjective. And we can be frustrated by that. And we can look at particularly in areas that we consider to be non-negotiable in topics where it seems that the facts stand alone. But notice That individuals, humans, with free will, can choose whether or not to believe something, even if it is scientifically proven. And maybe notice that for a minute and sit with it and see how you feel when you think about something that someone declines, denies, rejects, modifies. When the fact exists... When your belief about it is different, contrary, opposing, and how it feels for someone else to have a totally different belief about an objective finding circumstance or situation. And a lot of times, it's very frustrating. It leads to a lot of contention. We get into these spaces around dialogue that turn into confrontation that can devolve very quickly. And I'm not suggesting that we don't adapt to science and proof and find those common spaces of objectivity. But I'm asking us to notice how we react when others hold a different belief about a common circumstance. And I ask if it's possible to engage a bit differently. I think I shared back in season one, excuse me, an event hosted by my friend, Logan Call of Planted Cuisine here in Northwest Michigan, called Dinner Debate and Discourse encouraging the capacity to have differing opinions and learning again, maybe learning for some for the first time, how to participate in thoughtful and meaningful discussion, even when or particularly when the beliefs or opinions differ. And how might it actually be helpful, perfect, useful, to have a situation about which there are multiple viewpoints, how might it increase your conviction around your beliefs? How might it shift the way in which you support proof of evidence, scientific facts? How might it allow you to reform and strengthen your ability to converse, to explain, to engage with something. Belief is also trust, faith or confidence in someone or something. Notice that this should begin with ourselves. That trusting ourselves is really the foundational place from which we can move forward, we can engage, we can develop those constructs, trusting ourselves to investigate in order to form beliefs about other situations, circumstances, topics. Belief in self to make real ideas that we have, just as my daughter suggested. Confidence. In something? What is the reliability? What is your belief in how something will deliver? If it will be present for you, what is the capacity? Looking at expanded definitions of belief, conviction of the truth of some statement or the reality of some being or phenomenon, especially when based on examination of evidence. And this one is moving itself into that proof realm. But we'll notice now, as said it earlier, there are differences, there are variations, even when it seems non-negotiable. There's question of validity all the time. What are the sources? Are they reliable? How do we know? And if we are deciding for ourselves... How are we making the case? How are we sharing that with others effectively? Does it matter that others share the same belief? And if yes, why? What are the impacts we're noticing from varied beliefs? We talk about being in echo chambers and surrounding ourselves with like-minded individuals, and particularly in this time, As we move into school reopenings, engaging with others who have similar beliefs about appropriate behavior, about the nature of coronavirus, about the best methods of engagement, noticing how shared beliefs can be helpful, notice how diverging beliefs can actually serve us to get clearer on our boundaries and on that which we are willing to tolerate. Let's take a moment and think about the power of beliefs. And just as my daughter, who does prove herself to be clairvoyant at times, holding a belief, in her opinion, thinking it twice, perhaps in other opinions, thinking it frequently, daily, holding on to it for months and years to bring a belief into actuality, to bring an idea to fruition, notice the power that beliefs have inherently. If you take a moment and consider the beliefs that you may have, and this may take a little bit of uncovering. It could be about something very straightforward, something you believe about the time you should get up. In the morning, something you believe about the possibility in each day, something you believe about the importance of exercise or nutrition in your life, something you believe about work. Notice how the beliefs you hold around these daily engagements begin to shape your experience. Do you believe that it's difficult to get up early? And is it become then a struggle to do so? Do you believe exercise to be a chore and have to drag yourself to do it? Do you believe exercise to be exhilarating and find yourself reliably in the gym, out running, in your garage lifting weights? Do you believe that relationships can be engaging, can be nurtured in many ways? Do you believe there is one way a person should act and when they don't feel disappointed Do you believe you have the capacity to shape your future? Or do you believe you are subject to the external circumstances around you? Notice the potential and the power of beliefs. Notice that they can be engaging, invigorating, encouraging, or they can be confining, compressing, limiting. Think about How it is that you have come to hold these beliefs. Track back to perhaps your childhood experience. Perhaps you were told what to believe. Perhaps you observe what to believe based on what was happening around you. Notice if that's helpful. Notice if that's bringing you to the place where you'd like to go. Think about major landmark moments in your life that have dictated beliefs that you hold. Notice how when something really amazing or really tragic has happened in your life, see what beliefs that formed them, which ones you can consider having thought immediately prior, those that came to you in the time just following. See how they begin to construct the beliefs you take with you into future events. Think about the beliefs you hold based on, like we said, these external information sources. And notice how intensely you engage with them. Notice when you practice some skepticism and perform your own investigation. Notice when you take them at face value and adapt to them 100% without any question and if that's helpful. Notice if your beliefs are subject to change. Are you willing to experiment to gain different knowledge and information that may shift beliefs you've held for a long time and if that's helpful to you. Notice how your beliefs can be formed based on previous experience based on how you've seen your capacity to bring your thoughts into reality and consider the possibility of being able to expand beliefs from your imagination So I'll share a little bit about the Storytime Sunday in detail. Yesterday, we read the book, Not a Stick. And if you have heard of it or its partner book, Not a Box, it's about imagination and about seeing a stick as anything other than a stick simply because you believe it to be. And it can become a wand, a sword, a paintbrush, a bow and arrow. And it's only limited to being a stick because of our thought. Well, it's just a stick. And there's no problem with that. There's no problem with sticks. Sticks are great, just as they are. But we are only limited to that one view because we choose to be, because those are the thoughts we continue to have and hold around something. And we get to decide. And if there is opportunity to imagine a stick into a sword, can we extrapolate that out to the bigger picture and imagine ourselves in a new way? Are we just who we are today? And there is no problem with the answer being yes. Being who we are in the moment, fully ourselves, is totally appropriate, acceptable. If there is something that we wish for ourselves, a way we can envision ourselves to be, an activity we'd like to do, an engagement we'd like to have, a mission we are seeking or following. Consider the power of believing ourselves to be that way and simply stepping into that by holding that belief consistently over a period of time. Notice if we put limitations on our beliefs do we find that there is a cap that there is a limit that there is a restriction that there is only so far that we can go and is that because of external dialogue as someone told us this is who you are and how you are and this is what you can do is it because of our past experience i've only done this so far so that's as far as i will get is it because we assume certain experiences are for other people and not for us. And so is it possible to blast through those barriers, to move beyond those boundaries, to set a goal or work toward an idea so big it seems impossible? We tell ourselves it's impossible because it hasn't yet happened, But can we let the light in just a bit and be able to say, well, maybe it's possible for this to occur. It hasn't happened yet. That doesn't mean it cannot. Just because I am this way now doesn't mean there's not room to shift and grow and expand to this other way of being in the future. Just because no one has done this yet doesn't mean it will never happen. I am willing to figure out A way to move toward this way of being, this particular goal, this idea that I've long had. Notice that perhaps you aren't even acknowledging ideas in your existence because they seem so outrageous, so unreachable. Perhaps they're ideas that you held from early on, perhaps in your childhood. And you've covered them up with facts and experience and knowledge and current results. And if we can peel back the layers, they could emerge. And you begin to hold new constructs around them, create new structure to optimize the possibility of bringing them into reality. Notice the power of intention around belief consider if there's harm in holding to something into which you could grow or step or create or craft. And I know it can feel tenuous when we move between beliefs around facts and allowing for something other than what we hold to be true to be true and the concept of holding on to big ideas and belief in our capacity and power. And consider that there is space for both. And recognize when we begin to experience fear or frustration because of the existence of contrary beliefs. And notice that if we're considering, well, if there's a fact And two people can have opposite beliefs around it. And if we're saying the power of belief is enormous and the person with the belief contrary to mine keeps believing it, is it going to turn that thing untrue or it's untrue for them? And not necessarily. It's not necessarily changing the experience of proven fact. But it's acknowledging that contrary beliefs can coexist, and we see that they do every day in current events in our political world. And noticing the power with which people hold their convictions, the tenacity with which they ascribe to certain ideals. And we can choose to see that as a battle to be won or lost. We can notice the impact and certainly when that influence becomes external and is causing harm to another, that can change our work in how we address that Where we create boundaries, how we implement means of protection. But notice that we don't have the power to change anyone else's belief. And that can be so hard. That can be so frustrating. But if we release that desire or that responsibility to change what someone else is thinking, And believing, notice the bit of ease and relief that can enter. And that doesn't mean you have to switch what you're believing to match theirs. That doesn't mean you have to tolerate the impact of the actions that may come from their belief, particularly, again, if they are causing harm to you or to others. But rather than focusing your energy on changing their belief or on being upset that that belief exists, notice how you can consider your own belief. Perhaps take a moment to evaluate, why am I choosing this? Not to suggest that you shouldn't, but to remind yourself of your why and to notice how am I choosing this? Do I have that same tenacity as those with contrary beliefs? Should I increase that intensity? What power emerges if I believe this in a new, robust, engaging way? And notice how from there, your feelings will emerge differently. So you might feel steadfast or convicted in your belief. But if you begin to shift the way that you hold it, either with the freedom of release, of needing anyone else to hold that belief but you, you may show up more committed. You may show up more engaged. You may reflect your belief in a different way externally. And you may take different actions. And those actions may be the protective mechanisms necessary to create boundaries, to protect yourself or those who may be harmed by the effects, the actions that come from the other person's belief. It may move you in a different way to become an advocate and to acknowledge that while different beliefs can exist, they aren't allowed to breach the safety and security of another person. Because that moves from belief to action. And action can have external impacts. And we can hold boundaries and create constraint around that aspect. And notice, if you operate in this way, If you view your beliefs from that broadened perspective, from a deepened awareness, if you stand in them more fully, if you embrace the feelings that emerge, if you move toward meaningful action from that space, that your results will begin to reflect the beliefs that you have. We will find evidence for our beliefs. Our brain is constructed in that way. And you get to decide what beliefs you find evidence for. And we see that in that contrary land. We know information exists on both sides of the aisle in many ways. And that we will choose to find that which supports our own beliefs. That is human nature. Recognizing it, deciding your resourcefulness, acknowledging how it exists for another, and looking for the way in which you can coexist safely, agreeably, not meaning shifting either's beliefs toward the other, but in a space of possibility, knowing that you have the power to create boundaries, recognizing that you aren't responsible for anyone else's beliefs and that you can choose to advocate and change external experiences because you wish to protect yourself, provide justice for others, be a leader, not because it's going to change anyone else's belief. And let's shift gears in these final moments about power of belief in ourself. And we were here briefly. And I'd like to be here as we move toward the close of this episode. And I'd like to ask you for a moment to pause. I'd say close your eyes, but not if you're driving. And consider, what is an idea you've held for a long time? And that could be a week, a month, a year, many years since childhood. What's on your wish list? What do you think might be possible, but it seems a reach? And how could you, for just a moment or two, or 10 minutes, envision that into reality. What would it look like to fully engage with this idea? How would it look in the world? What are the details? Who would be involved? What would be the purpose? How would you engage with it? And allow yourself to fully immerse in that idea. Notice then what comes up as a reason for it not happening. We get into that full immersion and then our brain will start to say, yes, but, well, it could work if. I'm not so sure it's going to happen. That's something your five-year-old self thought could be true. And notice if that's necessary. Notice if you're subject to holding on to those interruptive thoughts that separate you from your idea that interrupt the power of your belief and begin to consider what it might mean to actually bring that idea to fruition what is one step you could take and you can think of it from where you are now moving forward you can think of it from where that idea would be at its fullest expression And what was the thing immediately prior that you did to encourage it into being, to finalize it? And spend some time here. And if you have a greater interest in crafting your ideas into reality and gaining greater awareness and control over the power of your belief, reach out to me. As this has truly been the space in which I have seen osteopathic medicine grow health expand and belief truly move into reality and that is through the work of coaching and i'd like to invite you to visit this osteopathiclife.com there is a coaching page and for physician friends listening there's an upcoming course that includes CME that is designed to help you develop a reliable process to achieve any goal, to bring any idea into reality. And that is so important in this time when we are called to get creative, when we are called to move through the, quote, new normal, end quote, and recognize the power we have within so that we are not, vulnerable to our external circumstances so reach out contact me let's work together on engaging the power of our beliefs and let's see how we can put claire's advice into action that if we use our imagination and we believe things to be true they can this is dr amelia Beaky. With This Osteopathic Life, thank you for listening.